Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode six. Let's get started. I'm really looking forward to today's topic. It's all about belonging and not belonging. That feeling of being an imposter in your life. And you're probably familiar with it. And if you're not, this episode isn't for you. It's that nagging feeling you have where you think everything in your life is mostly due to luck or maybe connections or chance or perhaps being in the right spot at the right time or maybe even someone making a mistake. I know that that's one that's shown up for me over and over again. Like they probably just made a mistake. I'm probably not supposed to be here. Or maybe you think that there's a chance that someone will discover that you are a fraud on any given day. The curtain will be pulled back and they'll learn the truth about you. I know I felt that way too. Maybe you're afraid that the smallest mistake will be the Jenga piece that causes everything to fall apart. So you make a mistake and all of a sudden it will come crashing down. All right, so I want to tell a story about my own life. Picture this. I'm walking the halls through a luxury hotel in the Middle East. I'm headed for a conference room full of mostly middle-aged men. And for reference, at this point, I'm a 20-something woman. I'm sweating, even though the air conditioning is probably set to 60 degrees. I have a mouth that's no longer producing saliva because I'm pretty certain that today is the day that everyone's going to figure out that I'm a fraud. Totally convinced of this. At some point later today, I have to sit through several hours of presentations first. I'll be presenting on the geology and geophysics of one of the untapped reservoirs in an oil field that my company works on. This is a big project, like billion dollar big. In many ways, I have absolutely no idea how I ended up here. And I feel this frequently in my life right now. I think probably mostly luck, a little bit of work, but mostly chance. The thing is, I never even wanted to be a geologist. I stumbled into it when I had a tonsil problem freshman year of college, and I decided that medicine just wasn't my path. I really like the outdoors, and the earth science program took neat field trips, so it seemed like a great major, and I was in that spot where you have to declare something, and so it seemed good enough. The thing is, when I declared my major, no one ever asked me about my childhood rock collection. And this is a collection I later learned that nearly every geologist has. I've never collected rocks. I take this to mean I'm definitely not a geologist. Despite what my business cards say, despite what my degree says, despite the fact that I've been working in this industry for many years now. To be fair, now I do collect rocks sometimes, but not because of their geological significance, because I think they're pretty and I like the color or pattern. What's even more about being a geologist is I managed to get a job without a master's in a town and a profession that normally requires a master's degree. I arranged an expat assignment in Denmark, and I also found out ways to take field trips to places like the Bahamas and the south of France almost every single year. Yeah, I felt like an imposter. I definitely didn't feel like a geologist, but I was happy to keep up the charade, you know, a person playing a geologist in real life. By this point in my career, I'd actually decided I was quitting. I just didn't know how or when. I'd also started a traditional silent yoga practice, and I knew that my thoughts weren't me. So if I was in the right moment, 
I could actually separate myself from my thoughts. But when I was sitting at the table, this wasn't really the place to do it. I was too concerned with being found out to actually recognize what my thoughts were. I was swimming in a sea of self-doubt, recalling every lucky break I'd ever gotten and wondering how I ended up here. And then maybe because we had a bio break or stretch break, I can't really totally remember. I was able to separate from those thoughts. I got out of the pool. I took a slow breath, which I'd been practicing over and over again, and I recognized for some reason that no one else at the table was thinking about me. No one else was considering that I wasn't supposed to be there. I realized I could tell myself something else in that moment. I could choose a different story. I could decide that I belonged, that I wasn't an imposter. Because after all, someone did invite me to be here. Someone did pay for my ticket and arrange for my hotel room and tell me that I was presenting and actually watched my presentation several times before we got there and said it was okay. So I could just believe those things. Or maybe closer to the truth is, I could decide some other things to believe that I actually believed about myself. Like maybe I could be okay. Maybe I could tell a story about this reservoir and things wouldn't fall apart. And that's what I did. I spent the entirety of the next presentation finding and repeating accessible thoughts about belonging, about being enough, about being authentic to myself and taking slow breaths. I felt feelings and I paid absolutely zero attention to what was happening around me. The guy next to me was asleep, so I figured this was totally okay. I did some breathing, I did some meditation, I did some thought work. And when it was my turn to talk, I didn't kill it. It definitely wasn't the best presentation of the day, but I didn't bomb it either. I didn't get fired on the spot. Nobody called me out for being a fraud. Nobody told me I shouldn't be there. And those felt like the biggest wins. Actually, the biggest win really felt like when I was finished... I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. This wasn't like a whole 180 shift. But I also didn't feel like a complete fraud after I presented. And that felt like the biggest win. I'd go on to take several other trips to the desert and make some more presentations. And some of them were actually good. Like they were good presentations. But it wasn't because I became a better geologist. Really, I was never a great geologist. It's because I stopped believing I was an imposter. I started believing that I belonged there, just like everyone else who was at the table. In my brain, imposter syndrome is a way of saying I don't belong. It's this whole thing that we've created, which is really about belonging and feeling comfortable in your own skin, being in whatever room you're in, whether that's an OR room or your child's room reading them a bedtime story, whether it's out with friends or in a boardroom giving a presentation. It's this story of I'm not worthy of being here. My decisions aren't valid. My person is invalid. And want to know what doesn't come from those thoughts? Happiness, contentment, satisfaction, a sense of belonging and peace. Those don't come from those not belonging thoughts. So here's the brain piece, the part that we, you and I, can influence. When I tell myself a story of I don't belong, then I don't belong, no matter what. My brain looks for and reports all this evidence about how I don't belong and why no one else believes I should be there either. That's exactly what was happening in that boardroom. Well, no one else was probably thinking about me because I'm just another person in this room. I was thinking I didn't belong. I was creating this sense of being an imposter for myself. No one else was doing it. When you tell yourself you don't belong, that you're a fraud, that someone will find you out, your brain will keep collecting evidence to support that story. Even when someone says, yes, we want you here, your brain will say they're lying. They're just being nice. There's no way they actually want me here. Isn't this so funny? Like, this is what our brains do. When we have a belief, when we have a story, 
our brain collects evidence to support it. Our brain is terrible about collecting evidence for the other side unless we ask it to collect evidence for the other side. So if you do have this belief that you're an imposter, that you don't belong, no matter what, your brain is going to keep reporting all the evidence, all the news, all the reasons why you don't belong. Belonging is a feeling. There's no outside objective measure of belonging. It's entirely within you. I mean, really feel it. Like get kind of create belonging for yourself and notice how it feels. Does it feel warm and open? And where in your body is it? Because belonging is within you. If you've listened to the other episodes, you know that feelings come from your thoughts, which means that you create the feeling of belonging with how you speak to and interact with yourself. It comes from your story that you tell yourself, the beliefs you have, the thoughts you have on a daily basis. I want you to think about that for a second. Your brain is the reason that you feel like you belong or not. Your brain is the reason why you feel like an imposter or not. There's a story and belief system within you that creates belonging or imposter syndrome. It creates feeling at home or feeling like an outsider. And I'm not saying that you created these thoughts or beliefs. Very often they're learned and they're learned over time from society, from parents and caregivers, from people of influence in our lives. But we adopt them and we carry them forward. And the cool thing is we can change them. Your self-concept is so much more important whether you feel like an imposter or not than any outside validation, what anyone else says to you. I want to pause and also say, don't make this mean that you're broken. If you feel like an imposter occasionally or even every single day, you're in great company. We're taught from an early age that we're imposters, right? Or maybe we don't belong. I think that all of us are taught this, but maybe specifically people raised as females because we're taught to look outside of ourselves for validation. And without going down a rabbit hole, nothing anyone says to you can create enough validation to make up for what you're lacking inside. So no one else can overwrite this story. No one else can rewrite it. Even if it came from someone else originally, you have to do the work to change your belief system, to change your self-concept, to change the story that you belong. And it's entirely possible. So don't beat yourself up right now. Congratulate yourself for being human. And now start to uncover the mystery that is your imposter syndrome. For me, nothing changed in that meeting room except my own thoughts. Was it the end of my imposter syndrome dance? No way. It went on for so much longer. Years. Maybe even a decade. But now, I feel like I belong pretty much everywhere. I feel really at home with myself because I've done a lot of work to change my story, to change my belief system, to change how I feel about me. So what can you do? You can start paying attention to when you feel like an imposter. Do you feel like an imposter all the time? Is it only with certain people or in certain rooms? When do you feel like you do belong? What would you need to believe to feel like you belong in those places where you don't feel like you belong? Even just a little bit more. Can you write out your imposter syndrome story? Can you pick out all of the thoughts and beliefs that are changeable? And can you feel all the feelings around this? This is the place to start because as long as you're telling yourself you don't belong, you won't. And if you don't belong, happiness and peace, that contentment that you're looking for are a really long way off. The flip side is that they're also just on the other side of a little self-coaching or working with a coach to find all these thoughts. You're just a little bit of self-awareness away and a little bit of work to change your belief system away from feeling at home. You're not an imposter. You belong way more than you think you do, but I know you're probably not going to believe me and that's totally fair. You have to believe yourself first. Thank you so much for joining me today. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B-Mandrick, M-A-N-D 
D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.